This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, we praise and praise and all praise due to Allah and His praise and blessings and peace be upon our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family, his companions, and his followers until the Day of Judgment. I bear witness that Allah is the only one worthy of worship and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his last and final messenger. A few years back, a young man came to me and asked me a very interesting question that based on that question, I developed this khutbah that you're going to hear today. He said, Sheikh, it's January, and usually in January, a lot of people do a New Year resolutions. And he said, and I have a New Year resolution, and I need you to help me with it. I said, what is it? He said, Sheikh, how can I maximize my benefit from Jumu'ah, fi khutbat al-Jumu'ah? I've been attending Jumu'ah for years, and I don't know if I benefit from khutbat al-Jumu'ah so much. I would like to make sure that Al-Jumu'ah meant to be the most important Salah in the week. That's right. And he said, when I asked myself, is it really this is the case? Is really Khutbat Al-Jumu'ah changing my week? Is Khutbat Al-Jumu'ah really something make a difference in my week? And attending Khutbat Al-Jumu'ah have that impact that I would assume that the Sharia wants to happen to all of us who attending Khutbat al-Jumu'ah. What a great question from a, this young man. There is no doubt. There is a whole surah in Quran, Surah al-Jumu'ah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu idha nudiya lis-salati min yawm al-Jumu'ah فَاسْعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعِ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Then after that Allah compares between what you gain by attending Khutbat al-Jumu'ah and by what you either can distract you from this dunya. وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا فَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ اللَّهُ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ 
والله خير الرازقين and thus the end of the surah or the last verse I recited is a story behind it that the sahaba when they heard that there is a caravan came from Sham and it was a time of drought and and shortage of food so everybody left while the Prophet giving khutbah only few left Abu Bakr and Umar and maybe a couple of other companions with him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but majority the vast majority overwhelming number just left the masjid to look what's what is coming what what is this caravan is all about Ibn Kathir rahimahullah said and other ulama said because this is kind of problematic when people hear this how can people leave the khutbah and the khutbah is wajib but Ibn Kathir rahimahullah said and many other fuqaha said at that time khutbah al-jum'ah was not wajib at that time khutbah al-jum'ah was like khutbah al-eid it is recommended for you to pray and even there's some narrations in the sunan that khutbah al-jum'ah used to be after salah not before salah so that's why when the sahaba did that I'm saying this because a lot of people hear the story and they might have a very, you know, big question mark if they don't have a negative type of impression about why the Sahaba would do that. But anyway, the point is that Khutbat al-Jumu'ah is one of the most important salah. Ibn Umar radiallahu an said, and also Abu Huraira, they said we heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqulu ala a'wadi min barih. He was standing on his member sallallahu and he was serious, and even the member was shaking. And when in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Prophet was saying, لَيَنْتَهِيَنَّ أَقْوَامٌ عَنْ وَدْعِهِمُ الْجُمُعَاتِ أَوْ لَيَخْتِمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ ثُمَّ لَيَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ People, there is some people, keep missing Jumu'ah. If they don't stop, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala will seal their hearts with the seal of hypocrisy. Because this is a major sin. This is a surah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or this is a salah that is a surah was named after. Even the whole day, the Yawmul Jumu'ah is in relation to Salatul Jumu'ah, the Jumu'ah prayer. It's just for you to value Khutbatul Jumu'ah. And that's something I tell it usually to my colleagues and to those who give Khutbah. I said to them, Shaykh, just make sure when you stand up in this member to realize the fact that not only the brothers and sisters who come and leave their work and come, you know, committed this time for you to listen to you, but also there is more than that. The Din Nabi said the angels, when the Imam started the khutbah, they close down their books where they write the name of the people who are attending and they come in to listen. So I always said to any khatib and anyone giving khutbah, realize this, that not only humans listen to you, even the angels coming to listen to you. So make sure that it's worth attending. And Yawmul Jumu'ah is the best day of the week. It's the day when Allah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam entered him Jannah start this cycle of life for us in this earth he sent him down to earth and in this cycle of life will come to an end 
what is the day of judgment will start. As Abu said, It's the best day that the sun came over. And because of that, there's a whole entire debate between the fuqaha where the week start, yani which day the week start. You know, here we are starting Monday. But if you look at the like Islamic heritage and what the fuqaha said, you see some of the fuqaha said that actually the first day of the week is Friday. And they said it's because it has the first and the most important salah. And some said, no, actually Friday is the last day of the week because it's sealed with the best salah. But it's all about the value of the salah, the importance of this act of worship that we are doing now. Aren't you surprised by how this khutbah, it's interesting. Khutbah al-Jumu'ah, it is something we all come to it. Regardless how, what is your level of education is, you will find among the attendees, the professors and the one who has the highest degree and the one who, you know, basically a person maybe he doesn't know how to read yet. You will find the elders and the young. You will find the rich, the poor. You will find the new Muslims and the one Muslim all the life. You will find even the fasiq, the one who commits sins and don't care much about religion. But Jumu'ah, it means a big deal for them. You know, and that's also another thing about Jumu'ah, that it's keep increasing. Last time when I gave khutbah here, you know, I know today's a holiday, but I bet you anything that the numbers just keep growing. And the administration of this masjid keeps thinking about how can we accommodate this large number of people? You know, when we do some activity in, as a Muslim organization, we spend so much money in marketing and ad and trying to reach people and all this. And, and if you get, mashallah, 300 people showed up in your class, that's blessing. All of you guys came because answering one ad, one, one call, but it is from Rabbil Alameen. It's very powerful. It's unbelievable. I don't know if I want to share this or not, but I remember when growing up, a person who's not religious is actually the type of secular guy who's anti-religion. Okay? He was telling me, Walid, you guys, Islamists are sort of like, you know, active Muslims, have something, if I have it, I would have changed the society. And you talk about relation to a Muslim country. He said, if I have it, I would have changed the society. I said, what is that? I'm just wondering. He said, khutbah al-Jumu'ah. You guys force us to listen to you every day, 30 minutes at least, every week. He said, you will spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to do a newspaper, an article, ad and TV, so, you know, uh, whatever you know, we do, and at the end of the day, you just turn it off and you throw it in the trash. And you can listen to me and you can't. But in Khutbah al-Jumu'ah, I have to listen to you every week. That's something that, you know, it's so powerful. It's a tool that is so powerful. Believe me or not, this person, since he told me that, I still remember that I was maybe in the end of my high school days. Wallahi, since that day, khutbah al-Jumu'ah means the world to me. 
I'm so easy to give any lectures, any classes, anything. But when it comes to khutbah al-Jumu'ah, it is something very, very serious, I take it. Because I know that, I remember what he said. Because you giving the khatib your time, your attention, this is an act of worship. This is a cliff from Allah, not a taklif from an organization or a taklif from someone. So that's why the first step, and I, I'm not going to focus on what the khatib need to do to maximize you, the attendees' benefits from khutbah al-Jum'ah. But this is something I want to start with. As for people who attend khutbah al-Jum'ah, when I see people sleeping sometimes in khutbah, tired, choosing the farthest point from the khatib, laying down just right at the door, laying down, you know, is it really tired, rush outside the khutbah immediately? I ask myself, is it because of me? Is it because really they are tired? Is it because khutbah was very boring? What is it exactly that make a lot of people their benefit from 52 khutbah a year? 52 khutbahs a year that you hear. Why the impact of it, of 26, an average 26 hours a year, why the impact of it is so little? You know, if you try even to major, how khutbah al-Jumu'ah really have affected your life, have changed something in your life. And I, I would love to see the masajid, and it's a call to Green Lane Masjid and any masjid that can hear me. You know, and I do that in my own masjid. I try my best to have a type of measurement to see if really the khutbah al-Jumu'ah have a real impact on people live or not. Does it really benefit you or not? Does it really help you to grow or not? So here's some points that I would like to share with you that I believe it will help you to maximize your benefit from khutbah al-Jumu'ah and salat al-Jumu'ah at large. Number one, try to come to Jumu'ah as early as you can. I know it's a working day, but you know what? As early as you can, come to khutbah al-Jumu'ah. Don't drag your feet. Don't get distracted. Don't check your Facebook or your social media. Don't socialize. Come early as much as you can to the masjid. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordered us, and he said, احضروا الجمعه وادنوا من الامام فان الرجل لا يتخلف عن الجمعه حتى انه لا يتخلف عن الجنه وانه من اهلها this hadith in Sunan Abi Dawood and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said there is people intentionally will come late to the Jumu'ah. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la return will delay their entrance to Jannah. Even though they deserve to enter Jannah. But Allah will delay their entrance to Jannah. As Imam Al-Azim Abadi Rahimahullah said explaining the meaning of this hadith. So, أَيْضًا النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ حَدِيثٍ قَالْ مَنْ بَكَّرَ وَبْتَكَرَ Whoever come early to the masjid. And in Nabi Sallallahu said, those who er, come in the first hour, as if they offer a camel, then a cow, then a sheep, then a, a chicken, then an egg. The point of the hadith is that the earlier come, the more reward. And the earlier you come, you psychologically ready. You come, you sat down, you saddle, you start focus, you know, and you're ready now to receive the khutbah, ready to receive the maw'idah, the reminder. It is sad that some people ask me, Sheikh, when is Salat al-Jumu'ah? I said, inshallah, uh, 12.30. He said, no, 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 the Salah. And it's one o'clock. 
يعني أخونا بالله is planning to come at one you know and والله some people said when do you finish the salah believe somebody once asked me يعني when do you finish the salah so planning to come maybe at tashahur or something it is sad when you see people that's how they look at khutbatul jumu'ah and when they want to come when you enter to the masjid make sure that you follow the sunan of entering the masjid starting by du'a dukhul al-masjid when you enter the masjid and you say allahumma iftah li abwaab rahmatik ya allah open me the gates of your mercy what do you think you will receive from the khutbah what do you think you will receive from the salah all type of mercy versus just somebody coming in a'udhu billahi al-azim wa bi sultanihi al-qadim min ash-shaytan al-rajim ask allah to protect you from the shaytan al-rajim to salli wa to sallim ala rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam so allah will make salah and salam on you ten times just upon entering you didn't even sit down yet and when you come and you settle in your place you pray Tahiyatul Masjid, which is at least two rak'ah. In Nabi Sallallahu was giving the khutbah and he saw a man sat down. He said, stand up and pray two rak'ah. But I will tell you something even higher level than that. When you come early, pray as much as you can. As much as you can. Yani as many rak'ah as you can before the, the khutbah start. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, pray two rak'ahs. But if you look at the Hadi Salaf, Radiallahu Anhum Rahimahum, Kama Rawa Malik Fil Muatta, Kala Kana Nasufi Zamani Umar, in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab, Yusalluna Yawmal Jumuati Hatta Yahrujal Imam. They will keep praying until the Imam comes to the khutbah. Kana Abdullah ibn Umar, La Rubba Masallath Nay Ashrata Raka'ah, Kabla and Yadhulal Imam al-Mimbar. Ibn Umar might pray even twelve raka'ah before the Imam start the khutbah one thing also when you enter the masjid make sure that you avoid passing over people's shoulders because in nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam when he saw somebody doing that sit down you bothered you hard you harm people and jumhur ahlil ilm said it's a highly dislike act to do. But as a matter of fact, there is a large number of scholars as well. They said it is haram. Even Ibn al-Mundir himself, who said that the majority said it's makruh, he himself came to the conclusion that it is forbidden to do that. If you walk over people's shoulder and you harm them. And this is the same thing uh, this is the same choice of an Imam ibn Abdul Bar rahimahullah, Shaykh Islam bin Taymiyyah, and Noam, and large number of scholars. And they said this is in Salatul Jumu'ah or other than Salatul Jumu'ah. And also the ulama said this is during the khutbah. Okay? And what if there is a space and somebody kept it open? In this case, you just ask the person, take a permission, so you don't harm the person. Similar to that, my brothers and sisters, Please, when you come and you don't see, mashallah, somebody my size, and you see just a little tiny <laughs> opening, please don't sit in the middle, you know, because that's, that's not filling the gap, that you're know, stepping on your brother's foot, and you know, sitting on his lap. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it can be bothering, and it's the same illa. The whole illa is adait, is, is, is bothering and, and harming the person. 
physically. Also, so when you sit properly, relax, that will make you prepare to hear versus when you're so squeezed. Another etiquette that when you enter the khutbah, to listen to the khutbah. By the way, there is a big difference between al-insat wa sama'a. We have in Arabic language two words exactly in English. As-insat, it means listening. As-sama'at means hearing. I don't want you to hear the khutbah. I want you to listen to the khutbah. There's a big difference between listening and hearing. And when you listen to the khutbah, so whoever will listen attentively, focusing on what the imam is saying and what the reminder is about. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once was giving the khutbah and he mentioned a verse. فَيَقُولْ أَبُوْ الدَّرْدَاءِ إِلْتَفَتَ إِلَيَّ أُبَيُّ بْنُ كَعْبِ Abu Darda' sitting, so Ubay ibn Ka'b looked at him and said, when this verse was revealed? During the khutbah. So Abu Darda' radiallahu an did not answer me or talk to me. So Ubay kind of felt something in his heart. Why didn't he talk to me? Why he just ignored me like that? So after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam finished, they went to the Prophet and Abu Darda told the Prophet what he did. He said, Sadaqt, you said the truth. He said, إِذَا سَمِعْتَ إِمَامَكَ يَتَكَلَّمْ فَأَنْصِتْ حَتَّى يَفْرُغْ When the Imam is giving khutbah, you be quiet, you don't talk. That's why if somebody even offer you salam, say, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, while you are giving, was sitting and listening to khutbah, somebody didn't see you, Assalamu alaykum. You don't say, Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullah. Shaykh al-Shaykh Ambaz said, you can stretch your hand and, and let him shake your hand, but you don't say anything. Also the same thing when somebody sneezes, you don't say Allah to him. You wait until the khutbah finish, then you can say that. This is in regard to rules has to do with huquq al-Muslim. As-salam, tashmeet al What do you think of WhatsApp? What do you think of updating your status on social media? What do you think of in the middle of the khutbah, somebody stand up and take a selfie? With the khatib. I'm serious. Maybe you didn't see that here. Inshallah, you don't. But it's, a, it's, 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 it's a strange how we see things today in Khutbatul Jumu'ah where people are so distracted. The only situation I allowed you to look at your phone and to check your phone, only if you are a police officer who's on call, you are a surgeon, you are, you know, uh, your wife, she is. Uh, uh, expecting to deliver her baby anytime and you need to go some emergency case the nature of your job required that or you know something emergency but other than that no you're on call and, and you have to pick the, up the phone but other than that no you should listen and by the way when we say listen to the khatib not listening to the khatib to try to pick on the khatib oh my god this guy has so many mistakes. He does not speak English. Oh, look at the accent. Oh, why he looks like that? Why his thobe is like this? Why his hair is like that? What? And that's not listening. And you just keep like thinking about all these distracting things and you lose the benefit from the khutbah. Or you stop preparing how I'm going to refute most of what he said after the khutbah. Number four, one of the things that the sunnah teaches us and help us a lot because our physiology impact our psychology, which is, Nabi recommended us to dress nice for Khutbatul Jumu'ah. 
كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم له برد يلبسه في الجمعة. He had a beast or a robe, a certain type of clothes that he only wear it in Juma and Eid. Very special. It's I'm sorry, but it's it it really hurts me when I see somebody just park the car, pop up the what do you guys call it, the the trunk, um, or pop up the uh, you know the boot, you guys call it. Or the, the, the trunk, and he basically searched inside. Oh, he found the thobe. He took the thobe, stretched the thobe, put it on, and come to the masjid. No, ya habibi, come with your pants better than this stinky uh, 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 thobe that you put on. As long as your pants is not uh, stretch yoga pants or something like that. So you need to dress nice, to have a special nice, of take care of your look. In Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from the Sunnah to put perfume for men before coming to Khutbatul Jumu'ah. In Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam order us to take a shower. And the ulama debated is wajib or highly recommended. And inshallah the, 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 the majority said it, it's, high, it's highly recommended, you know, act to do. And you can do it before you go to work. So the point is all this for what? To take a shower, to dress nice, to smell nice, to look nice, to be fresh. For what? So you can prepare yourself to receive the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Versus it is like any other salah, any other thing that you, uh, or any other activity that you do in your day, in daily activity. Number five, one of the etiquette as well, that in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and the hadith from Muslim Imam Ahmad, Sunan Abi Dawood, من حديث عبد الرحمن بن شبل قال نهى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن نقرة الغراب وافتراش السبع, السبع وأن يوطن الرجل المكان في المسجد كما يوطن البعير مكانه يعني So here this hadith telling us that one of the things you should not always have a specific place in the masjid is like the camel when he has a spot, the camel goes all the day long or travel for days and comes to the same spot and he will fight over the spot. You believe it or not, part of the sunnah is to change actually your spot in the master. And I do believe that this has impact. And I tried that actually with several people. I always know, I close my eyes when I go to a master, I know brother so-and-so in this place. Brother so okay, when I close my eyes, I know that they are there. And I told them, how about if you change your spot a little bit? It just may be a new dimension and a new side of me you haven't seen before. You know, or the whole. It make new thing make you interested more, focusing more. One of the also the things that the Nabi Sallallahu said, to come closer to the Imam. Even though we have microphones, but still coming closer to the Imam allowed you because communication is not only about words. It's about body language. So even when you hear the Imam, when you're near the Imam, you get impacted by the way he talks, by the way he speaks, by his face expressions. Coming near to the Imam, give me a sense of, you know what, I'm sitting here, I don't need to rush, I don't need to be, you know, uh, 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 sticking myself every time far away from the khatib where I cannot see him. And the Nabi said, مَنْ بَكَّرَ وَبْتَكَرْ وَدَنَا مِنَ الْإِمَامِ Came closer to the Imam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala رزقنه وإياكم الفقه في الدين وأن يمتعنه وإياكم بالعمل الصالح أقول ما سمعتم أستغفر الله لي ولكم بستغفره
الحمد لله وحده الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله بعد. Super quickly. One of the things that I advise you to do, and I advise this young man to do, one, why don't you try to contribute to preparing the khutbah? It's very good, and I think the masjid will be more than happy in the imams who will be willing to hear from you suggestions. I want the khutbah about this topic, about this topic. I think these three points, this ahadith, these stories, I would like to be included in this. Even sometimes the imam can come forward and say, hey, I want to talk about this topic. If you have some points, you want me to address it in my khutbah, let me know. So that's where we come to engage. Khutbah al-Jumu'ah need to be changed from just one message coming from one direction to be both ways, to be both of us engaged in it. That's how we maximize our benefit from khutbah al-Jumu'ah. Let the imam knows about the impact of the khutbah. I still remember I talked once about how to organize your day, how to balance your priorities in life. And it, it really inspired me when many people came to me, and even this khutbah, many people contacted me months after that and said, Sheikh, by the way, some of these points really helped me to benefit the khutbah more. When you tell the imam that, he get excited to deliver even better khutbah, and you yourself feel engaged. Another point, every time you hear khutbah al-Jumu'ah, make sure that you hear something good, you benefit from something, something gym or something that worth sharing, share it with the world in your social media, in the back when you go to the car, when you go to your family to at dinner, tell your daughter, your sons, your, your wife, your husband, your, whatever, whoever in your family member, hey, I learned something today. Do you know that this is what the khutbah is about? I know one brother said, Sheikh, in my masjid said, I, all my colleagues are non-Muslims. I literally, this became a habit. When I leave the masjid and go, we stay 10 minutes coffee break. They ask me what was the khutbah about? And I give them a summary of the khutbah every single week. You know what? That will maximize your benefit. And final point I want to say, if there is anything in this khutbah you heard that you think you can work on it more, you can commit to it more, maybe coming early to the masjid, maybe committed to come early so you can pray, you can read Quran more, maybe something that inspire you, write it down. Say to yourself, I am going, write it down, put it in your notes, in your phone, or write it down. I'm going to work on this a little bit more. Write down the things that you need to work on it, the thing that you need to improve, the thing that you do correct and you want to do more of it. That will tremendously help you to grow. As we see, positive reinforcement is an amazing tool of growing and an amazing tool of you know, making you stronger. And one of the best methods that we do in education. You know, there's so much to be said. But in the end of the day, it's all about We should honor this. Honor this sha'ira, honor this ritual. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself have honored it, have ordained it for us, have ordered the angels to attend it, have given us a great reward for doing it. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his names and attributes to accept from all of us our salatul jumu'ah, our jumu'ah, our salawat. Allahumma barik lana fiha hayya qayyum. Allahumma barik lana fi a'marina. Waghfir lana dhunubana. Allahumma waghfir lil mu'minina wal mu'minat. Wal muslimina wal muslimat. 
الأحياء منهم والأموات اللهم إنا نسلك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم ولي علينا خيارنا وأبد عنا شرارنا اللهم اجمع كلمتنا على الحق والهدى أنزل بركتك ورحمتك على هذا المسجد وفضلك وغناك على هذا المسجد وأهله هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم صب عليهم الخير صبا صبا اللهم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام وفق المسلمين في هذا البلد وفق هذا البلد لكل خير يا حي يا قيوم اجعلنا واجعلهم وإياهم رحمة للعالمين اللهم إنا نسألك أن تعصم بلاد المسلمين من الفتن وأن تذهب نار الحرب والفتنة بينهم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام وأن توحد على الحق والهدى صفهم وأن تجمع على الخير كلمتهم وأن ترحمنا وترحمهم وأن تفرج عن كل المظلومين في كل مكان يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم فرج عن كل مظلوم اللهم فرج عن كل مظلوم اللهم أغني فقراءنا واشف مرضانا واهد ضالنا وارحم ميتنا يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أحسن بالصالحات ختامنا اللهم أحسن بالصالحات ختامنا واجعل خير أيامنا يوما نلقاك وأنت راض عنا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إن كنا من الظالمين وصل اللهم وسلم على محمد this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.